We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. As always, the universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So, welcome back. Happy freaking Tuesday uh, for us. Some of you may listen on Wednesday. But this is going to be your Duke preview. We're going to play Buy, Sell, or Hold with Tyler Morona a little later. And um, But first, we're going to hear about Duke a little bit. A little bit. Um, the Colgate preview is out t- right now, if you've missed it. These episodes are kind of... Um, they're kind of close together, so um, we just prompt you to so you know what the heck's going on here. Um, but uh, they play Colgate. Syracuse basketball plays Colgate tomorrow, Wednesday, at 7 o'clock. Right, Joe? Yes, sir. And we can't wait. It's going to be super exciting. So, anyway, there's that. Hope so. Um, hope so. It, right. Well, the the Duke Blue Devils are going to host the Syracuse Orange Saturday at four of, after a two week hiatus. Um, we're going to get to let's take a look at the new defense, quote unquote, new defense. Um, so we'll get into all that yep. stuff. But first, it is Joe. It is no shave November. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. this, right? But we're talking about your face though with that. Okay. So here's what you do. Don't shave your face, but, you know, don't be a Sasquatch, okay? Got to take care of yourself everywhere else, uh, a.k.a. below the belt, all right? Um, Manscaped.com is a proud sponsor of Armchair Media and this podcast, and they offer the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and that's why I recommend you go over to Manscaped.com. They have a redesigned electric trimmer, the lawnmower 2.0 has skin safe technology that's right skin safe technology so the trimmer won't nick or snag you so there'll be no more accidents when you're taking care of the goods and you know here's the thing it's no shave november i don't i know we don't have to worry about it too much but you definitely don't want to use the same razor or uh blades you use down there as you do on your face so get the separate get the separate uh razor get the lawnmower 2.0 Get the crop preserver, get the plow, the double-sided razor, get the anti-ball, uh, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, get the deodorant, and uh, also you get a nice little toiletry bag for all this, and uh, get the little spritzel for the schnitzel, okay? Got that in there too. And also, this is what this is what else you should get. 
20% off and free shipping. Just use the promo code armchair at checkout, manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. It's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. And use the promo code armchair. Thank you, manscaped.com. We appreciate it. So, as we were, Joe, before all of that. As you were. Uh, Duke has lost three straight uh, to Virginia, UNC, Notre, in Notre Dame. Uh, Duke is uh, 3-0 and against Syracuse in the all-time series, which uh, I didn't know they only played three times. Uh, last one in 2014, they won 27-10. to And mm. around 90 years ago... Jameson Crowder. Yeah, around 90 years <sighs> ago, Joe, they played two times back in the 30s. Got beat, oh, nice. Got beat then, too, with the old... Leather Instant helmets. classics. Yeah. Instant classics. <laughs> the Blue Devils, four and five, two and three in the ACC. They only totaled 197 yards in the 38 to seven loss against Notre Dame. Uh, Duke's biggest problem, I guess, um, the good for Syracuse is that they've turned the ball over um, 20, 21 times in nine games, which is the worst in Power 5 in the country. Now, the Blue Devils also average 4.7 yards of play. Uh, that's that's pretty awful. But Syracuse um, is barely ahead of them at 4.9 yards of play. Duke quarterback Quentin Harris has 1,602 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. He's also uh, a dual threat, obviously, if you watch any ACC football. He has 111 rushes, and he's racked up 418 yards, averaging 3.8 um, and just for some perspective, Joe, Mo Neal has 470 yards on 113 carries. So, yep. Um, that's, you know, the good and the bad of it. The good, uh, Syracuse is the defense, I hope, can capitalize maybe on some of the sloppiness of the offense. Uh, I think they've turned the ball over 17 times in their, in their, um, in four of their losses. So, um, that's a good, that's a trend to look for during the game. But the dual threat quarterback, we haven't really faced a, a real true dual threat like Quentin Harris, uh, which scares me a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing that's going to scare you because this is that type of team. Like I told you, based upon how our defense was with losing our, you know, not having any of our D tackles that started last year, and you saw what happened last week against Boston College. Um, and they were supposed to be one-dimensional, right? So it's kind of the same thing here. Uh, you saw Quentin Harris, he just second on the team in rushing yards uh, behind the running back, Deion Jackson. Uh, they haven't really thrown that much. I think the most passing yards they've had in uh, Power 5 play was uh, like 229 yards. So uh, they're not really going to pass the ball a lot. You see, there's going to be a lot of the run-pass option stuff, but a lot of it's going to be running and then the quarterback running, and we've had difficulties in the past uh, with that. And as far as their defense goes, uh, their linebacker, Kobe Kwanza has 83 tackles by himself this year, and just their secondary, they don't give up a lot of yards. I think they only average like 203 yards through the air. Their secondary and their linebackers are, are sure tacklers. Um they do have a defensive end. I will butcher his name if I attempt to try it. But give us the first ahead. name, Joe. Give us the first What's name. What's that? Go ahead. All right, you're gonna go for it. He's gonna go for it, folks. Go for it. Victor Demukiji. 
<laughs> would be my guess. But he's got six and a half sacks on their defensive line. He's a defensive end. Um, but other than that, it doesn't really look like their their defensive line looks like their weakest point of their defense, even though it doesn't mean necessarily, especially against our offensive line, that it's going to be a weakness. Uh, they just don't have as strong of a defensive line that other teams that we've in the ACC that we've played. So overall, um, David Cutcliffe usually has pretty well coached teams. Uh, I can't really speak for their penalties, but again, you said they did have some turnovers. So um, hopefully we can capitalize like you said. And I mean, he got rid of the defensive coordinator for a reason. So I'm assuming we're going to see something different. And I mean, we know what we're going to see here. Uh, they just had a tough game against Notre Dame last week and we had a bye. So Hopefully, we could profit from that. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Well, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. So to speak. Well, I mean, you could look at, I mean, right. Yeah. Well, I just we, don't we know saw what we did I, off the last buy. So. Yeah. I just don't know what to think. Uh, Duke, they did beat a Virginia Tech team that made some changes early in the season after after they actually lost to Duke. And since then, they've kind of been on a roll. But other than that, they really don't have a lot of impressive wins. Um, and like you said, they're on a three-game losing streak. So, you know, we, we did say, like, the last game, our best chance. Well, this is our next best chance. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be down at Wallace Wade Stadium on Saturday. It's going to be, I think, in the 40s. But I'll be down there and... Is game starts really? at four and huh is it really it's gonna be really cold huh yeah yeah it's really cold down here right now so it is, i know it's cold here too it's like 30, 39 degrees but it was a not mis- to get off to the weather but i'm just saying uh <clears throat> again that might be another thing because it is going to be cold we're not going to be in the dome and you know how we usually like to move and, and throw the ball and stuff like that and i don't, I don't know if there's going to be any precipitation but that kind of game definitely favors the 
kind of ground and pound. So we're going to have to win it at the lines, the line of scrimmage on the offense and the defense. We're going to have to stop that running attack for Duke if we want a chance. That's for sure. Yeah, man, I just, um, you know, you got uh, Steve Stenard in there. We're going to get to see what he's all about. I mean, I don't even know if we're going to really notice much, Joe. I mean, what do you think? You think we notice? I mean, this would be a good question for Tyler, too, when he comes on. No, I think when it comes, if you listen to, go ahead, I urge all the fans to go out there and listen to Dino Babers, his press conferences. He always does it Monday afternoon or Monday early morning or early afternoon. the week prior to the games and he kind of was out there again, leaving his bread trail, breadcrumb trail. And, um, he kind of let it be known that he really, that there was issues other than this year and that there was visions of this defense that just, he hasn't seen. And I think that it kind of goes a little bit toward, um, the discipline a little bit. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't want to go out, go out on a limb and say that he was coaching like a ball hawk type mentality, but, it's pretty obvious that you're seeing us just go for big plays and not sometimes just, you know, yeah, stopping to rip, a plate for three yards. Yeah, yeah just trying, trying to, to do rip too much. Trying to rip the ball and, too much and, and things of that right. nature. So I can only imagine that he's kind of talking about that because that's what's been kind of being thrown out there throughout the whole season. And I think that maybe just the last couple of years have perpetuated to this and they're just not getting the same type of success of getting those turnovers and letting it, uh, you know, be successful and look good for the defense. So. Well, it's something new. It's something to be a little bit excited for to see if we can notice a, a change in maybe the momentum or the just the play or maybe maybe even attitudes or excitement. So, I mean, right. well, I'm looking for just less big plays. Uh, I think that that was a thing when like Scott Schaefer was here, and it kind of bled a little bit into the first couple of years of of Babers, and it did have a little bit to do with just the straight up just overall talent that we had, but. Uh, yeah, we've up until last year, and even sometimes last year, I mean, we were just known for right, giving up the big plays, you know. And I think sometimes that ends up coming down to a defense that's undisciplined and just allowing the play to happen and keeping everything in front of them. And um, yeah, I just don't know. Uh, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to measure as far as that goes. I want to look and see a team that's that's undisciplined. An undisciplined team will give up less big plays. So like, a, for instance, a team like this is going to be the same type of team like Boston college. I'm sure where they're going to be doing run pass option, running backs going to run a lot. Quarterback's going to run a lot. And then they're going to try to hit you up with that play action pass for something big. So I'm looking for us to Which we, be better, be better with stopping that. And I'm looking for us to be better and be a little bit more disciplined or just run pass stuff. And then hopefully we don't give up 400 plus almost 500 yards rushing on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, well, here's something. Now, I don't know how this bodes, but Vegas hasn't been hitting their marks, really. Um, you know, mostly to the bad for us. <laughs> right. But so I don't know how this so I don't know how uh how everybody wants to interpret this this, but it's still sitting at um uh Syracuse getting the ten and a half. So huh. Joe Joe, I will say, well, I mean, you know, we got to properly introduce this, right? So, yeah. Um, go ahead and go ahead with uh, what you think on the um, on the spread, Joe. Now we all uh, know what you think. <laughs> that's a lot of points, man. It is a ton it's of not points. Like Duke, Duke is not like a great team, so I, I just don't really see. 
Do you? Does it seem? But though we've seen teams cover these types of spreads where we've been like, oh, it doesn't. That's a lot of points. It doesn't seem right. Right. That's what worries me about it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give it twofold. If you're a fan out there that thinks that, like, first off, I don't think Duke's offensive line is as good as Boston College's either. So as much as they do what they do, I think a lot of it's just going to be stopping Quentin Harris from breaking out, and they're going to try to just run it down our throat, pound it out, you know, trying to hurry the game up, keep us, you know, keep possessions away from our offense. Uh, So if we can stop those big plays, then I think that we cover. If you are a fan that believes that, Duke isn't as good as some of these other teams and that this defense is going to be a little bit more disciplined and from the bye week we're going to have a little bit more time, we're going to be a little bit more fresh and you think that we can stop the big plays, then I think that we cover. If I think it's the same old, same old and you're one of those fans that just has already given up, they don't think, they think that it is well, what wait. it is and there's not going to see improvement and you don't think that that defense is going to be any different, then take Duke minus 10.5. I don't know if that's given up though. Is that a give up mentality? Because... Um, well, I wouldn't say a give up mentality, but again, you have to look at the matchups every week. And again, uh, Boston College beat us because of their offensive line, and it's just it was a bad matchup, and we just could not stop that. And now we made a change. We've had two weeks, and we know what Duke's going to do. Right, and we've Duke had, uh, isn't nearly as good at doing it as Boston College is. So, but Duke's got a little bit better defense. Right. So, again, it comes down to. Looking at the matchups, and if yeah, you think, and I guess it comes down to believing, because if there isn't a little bit of change and a little bit of confidence, and we don't look a little bit better or we don't progress, then Duke probably will cover and beat beat us and make us look bad. So I think it's a belief thing, realistically. And I'm going to the game, and yeah, I would like to believe that Syracuse has a chance to win, let alone cover ten and a half points. So, well, right, obviously, and I would like to think they have a chance to win too, along with everybody else. But I want to see it. I want to see it. Not that I no. don't think they can do it, but the 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 weather. Um, Let's put it this way: if I was betting money, I probably wouldn't touch this game. But right. since I have to answer, exactly. I'm gonna answer with my heart because I'm gonna be there. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, all right, we are going to bring. Tyler on here in a second, but guess, guess who's back? Back again, Joe. Any ideas? Nah, bookie. I, I did no. Hey, plus I, look, I, man. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't want, I don't want people to listen to me anymore because because you're because you're because you're emptying people's pockets. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I thought that that was a different way of going think, about it. You know? I think I don't, <laughs> I'm saying I hope people don't listen to me or haven't, but if they do, I don't I, want people. You know. I think everybody. I don't need any comments. Like, what the hell, Joe? I think everybody <laughs> knows that whatever you say, uh, do the opposite. So, uh, uh, well, I'm just saying. I mean, historically speaking, it wasn't the same last year. But no, it wasn't. It was very good last year. But they were also winning, and you also went with your heart last year too. But they were just winning. Um, so anyway, <laughs> look, guess who's back, guys, gals, maybe Blue Chew. Look. Um, Joe, you remember the days when you were always ready to go, right? Remember those days back, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe? Well, now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence. Just listen up, bluechew.com. It's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Um, You can take them any time of the day. 
um, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Uh, They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get the first shipment free uh, when you use the promo code ARMCHAIR. That's promo code ARMCHAIR at BlueChew.com. Just pay the $5 shipping, um, and that's blue like the color, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it for free. Pay the $5 shipping. Uh, Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Armchair Media and the Q Militia Podcast. So, that huh. is it. Hey, how do those taste anyway, Sean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the touche, Joe. Touche. <laughs> touche. <laughs> Very good. Well done. All right. Joining the show now is the one, the only... Tyler Marone, a host of the Syracuse Football Digital Radio Program on Trademark Podcast number 92-something, yada, 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 rah, 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 blah, 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 everything I'm supposed to say. You're so good at that. <laughs> Tyler. I don't think I've made a, a Syracuse Football Digital Radio Show call in probably like since I've started recording. You don't do it. You don't do a call hilarious. anymore. You don't do a call anymore. Right? No, I don't. I just say I'm an orange man. I have like the intro now. Yeah, the intro, which is nice, by the way. I meant to give you props Thanks. on that because I remember you talking about it. Um, it came out well, by the way. Thanks. Uh, well, I got the idea from you when you clowned me so hard that one time. <laughs> <laughs> I reclipped it myself. I was like, okay, well, if it's that funny, like I'm going to use it. It was good. <laughs> it works great for the intro. You did a great job with it. And I love the music, the, uh, the, uh, the instrumental. Um, so I've got here, Tyler, look at this bad boy. Oh yeah. Tyler, Ty- Tyler bought me a cigar when we were in Syracuse. It's a, was it? Macanudo? I don't know. Cigars. Is that what it's called? I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. Macanudo Inspar- Inspirado. So I was going to blow, I was going to spark this baby up. I'm still thinking about it. Um, look, I appreciate it, Tyler. I saved it. I told you I was going to save it for this occasion. So anyway. you did. And you know, that's, that's, I mean, I'm Enjoy gonna, it. You're, I mean, I got it for you. Whenever you want to use yeah. it, that's up to you, man. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, hold your feet to the cigar flame fire. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna use this little shot glass as an ashtray. I'm gonna try it out. No. Um, oh, so look, uh, we're we're gonna play Duke. I know you don't want to talk a ton about this, but I do. I have to get your opinion about the Duke game going in. New defensive coordinator Tyler. Um, just give us your thoughts. I listened to your last podcast. You didn't really mention it, so. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in fact, you avoided figured, it. <laughs> yeah. But you move on. I mean, so you the last on. game that we played, we we went to right. So, um, and that was the uh, the final straw for Coach Ward, which is obviously is too bad. You, you never want to see that. All the platitudes, because like that is literally someone's income. Granted, they make good money and all that stuff. He's probably saved well. All that. I'm sure he can like find his next job, whether that's at a position coach level or a defensive coordinator level at another school, maybe a smaller school. However, 
Here is the deal with Coach Ward. I don't know if you guys saw this stat, but six schools or six programs, whether I don't know if it's different teams, I forget, but this is like right after the firing happened. Six schools or six teams at different times have set offensive records against Coach Ward. I think that's kind of fireable. I don't know about you. It doesn't bode well. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. And with what what Dino said uh, in his press conference yesterday, he kind of put it all together and said it wasn't just this year, that it was past years. And there's been times where I know that you've noticed it, Tyler. Uh, there's been a lot, and we talked about it earlier, a lot of undisciplined defensive play. Uh, and just you don't give up those big plays unless you're just lack the talent like that that bad or you're just being undisciplined and and I think that like you said last week was kind of the straw so definitely tough and I don't know what to expect of this next guy but you think the timing was right you start start early on next season type thing I don't, I don't know. I don't I, I, like him. I've never fired a coach. I can't tell you when the right time to make that move is. I know that the best time is never. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, right. you know, um, sure. Why not? I met coach Stenard when I was there. He seems like a great guy. He seems animated. He's the D line coach. That's definitely the strongest part of the team. I don't know if that has really anything to do with anything because my D line coach, coach Doust was also relieved of his duties as a defensive coordinator last year from Western Michigan after an, an equally as bad loss. So it doesn't mean that, okay, coach Stenard's in here now, you know, everything's going to be great. And you're right, Joe, the biggest problem is that we actually, actually do have talent. I feel the same way about the Dallas Cowboys. It's like we have the ability to win these games and it just it we don't put ourselves in a position to win. And especially looking at the BC game, it was so clear that we were just like I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that's that that is something that needs to have an adjustment if you're going to be a power 5 school. So Again, I don't know. I think this is all just like fallout from what has been probably the most disappointing football season in my life of a team I've ever rooted for. Like I've never been so off in my life about <laughs> based anything, on expectations, really. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <clears throat> there was a lot of points scored, you know. So <laughs> there's that. Fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's my analysis on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, dude, it's tough because again, there's other things you have to. I mean that do go into it. The fact that he's been there, the whole Ahana family thing, the fact of what Tyler said, he's never fired somebody that had to be really tough for Dino. And, um, again, too, you have the whole recruiting aspect as well. Uh, he recruited some of these guys. Most likely some of these guys came here because of coach Ward. So you never really know what that fallout's going to be as well. So, um, it just really had to have been a serious issue that Dino was kind of just, he was like done, whether it was the pressure from above, pressure from the media fans, whatever, but he had to do something, obviously. Um, is there anything else we want to bring up quickly yeah. before we play well, some just to retort hold? To yeah. retort on recruiting yeah. real quick. Yeah. Um, I was recruited by Scott Schaefer as like one of his first real, like I was in his first class. Right. So I had to trust blindly. I committed to the school. I didn't commit to a coach. It helps if a coach is a good salesman. That's what Dabo Sweeney is known for. He's the best salesman in America. I think he does that better than anybody else that I've ever seen because he literally has all the money in the world at his disposal. That means that he he gets checks written for him. Okay, so that being said, um, Coach Ward or any defensive coordinator has a two-way sale to make. You have to be a good one-on-one person, and you also have to get put a good person 
product on the field. If you don't put a good product on the field, it doesn't really matter because we need to elevate our recruiting anyway. So if a guy that's like not doing well just wants to, you know, continue his job, it makes me more scared as a recruit because it's like, well, what's the deal? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get that. That's that weird thing between production and and the guys that they bring in. I remember uh, George McDonald. He was a great recruiter, but <laughs> fantastic. When at, but when you look at the production, so at some point it's got to outweigh it. If you get guys, but you, like you said, you can't get production on the field. I guess it comes down to yeah, production on the field. So, well, we talked a lot last year about war. It, we questioned him last year. I mean, there was a lot of questions last year. Even we were winning. So, because we were average almost forty points a game. Right. <laughs> so, well, right. Yeah. Right. For sure. So. And by the way, nobody like Coach McDonald after like a year. Like after the first training camp, everybody was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like he just completely – and because if you if you overpromise and deliver, like that affects your mental like health, honestly, like because that's being right. lied to, you know. So then you have trust issues. Um, and I don't want to – Was that when you were there? Like, yeah, that was when I was there. So okay, that, again, yeah. I remember staff, that. No. I mean, and I don't want to fillet Coach McDonald, right, but he right, kind of right, did right, it right. to himself. So, I mean, it is what it is. And maybe he – I mean, he's been at NC State since as a wide receiver coach and probably doing good things in the recruiting in the recruiting as far as with them. So, maybe that's where he needs to be right now. So, it was just unfortunate that that one year, definitely for sure, because I remembered that it got hyped up and then it was bad. <laughs> um, how did you enjoy your trip to Syracuse, Tyler? You ever de- delayed a day? Yeah, so like the first day got canceled altogether. It was really, it was really brutal on my psyche, on my you know mental, emotional health. Um, I'm a panicker, so I was really I had um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> when it comes to things I paid for, yeah, I mean I'm I'm gonna be pretty <laughs> right, pretty right. panic prone. But um, you know it ended up being probably one of the most beautiful uh, trips I've had um, as an adult, or maybe even as a youth. I'm going to talk about it more on my show, um, but. Uh, it was just an impactful time to be there. And if I'll, yeah, like I said, I'll save the rest, but um, getting to see you, um, getting to go to the game, getting to catch up with, uh, you know, friends and family out there. I don't really have any family, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, And, um, oh, and then going to that pizza parlor that you said was like, hold on, hold on. Low key place in the world. Some guy's (laughs) birthday is happening. And the guy's birthday is the lead guitarist of a band that went on for like two hours, and I can't even hear what you're saying. So hold on, hold what on. What was that all about? So right, this now is you where I have some explaining to do to me. I know this is where I was going to go next, <laughs> and I felt terrible because my mom hates that type of stuff too. But I always drag my mom out to trap. Should have went to Trappers too. I went to Trappers oh, that's, too. That's where we went. Oh, man. I went to Manoa. That's the only one I go to because I Should've just went to the other one then. Shut up, Joe. So <laughs> it was like a one in a million chance, and that was just like my trip. Like I honestly, yeah. like the first day gets canceled, we go and some random dudes having a birthday party, and he's playing guitar in a band, and we're like, and his wife's making out with him while he's playing guitar. It was the wildest scene that's, ever. That's the sounds like a white story. snake video, dude. It was. <laughs> Well, hold on. I mean, if this guy wasn't like turning 68, it would have been fantastic. I mean, everybody's <laughs> engines would have been wrecked, but that's not what happened. Right. Well, see, I brought everybody there because I only had like a couple hours and then I had, I was leaving the next morning. So um, I brought everybody there. I'm like, it'd be a good spot. We'll put a couple tables together. I'll buy some pizzas and we're just going to just chill. Right. Because that's what Trappers is. Right, Joe? You can vouch for this, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I usually used to go more for like the volleyball 
Right, but it's a chill place. Alcohol, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it was loud. We had a hard time talking. But here's the important thing, Tyler. Tyler Tyler is a big fan of the Dave Portnoy pizza reviews. And I, oh, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to I really wanted to do one with Tyler, but obviously it was not <laughs> the environment for it. But I never got to really ask you, what'd you think, Tyler? Well, the pizza's you good. Know, is I'm, the pizza good? It is good. I mean, absolutely. I think Syracuse pizza in general is fantastic. I mean, I it really did change my perception on what pizza is. Coming from California, um, it's it's trendy, you know. What can I do? What's the gimmick? What's this? What's that? In New York, it's just, you know, sauce, dough, cheese. I mean, there is no gimmick to it, and it was really good. I got a buffalo chicken slice. That's my favorite, which is a total gimmick, but I mean, it is what it is. I had a lot of pepperoni. I think I had four or five slices. Don't hold me to that. I mean, they're big. I was hungry because I had to wait, you know, to (laughs) in between that guy playing his guitar because I couldn't even hear what was going on. So, but no, it was good. I I appreciate it. It would have been fantastic had there been no birthday party for a guy I didn't know. And it's literally every person that he knows was there. I know. I know. Trust me. I was like, come on. Are you serious? Anyway, (laughs) uh, we digress. It's time to play buy, sell, or hold. Tyler, here are the rules. You got three questions. You can only hold on one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Guess goes, guess what? One more. One more clarification I need here is oh what like what's the whole time frame? Like is it hold today, tomorrow, next year? You could by- you could put your own there is no time frame. If you want to specify a time frame, that is up to you. Okay, can I short? I, there you just lost me. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a yeah. Financial industry question. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is your field. So yeah, you killed me Correct. on that one. Okay. okay. Um sorry. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Guest goes first, as always, at Tyler Morona. Um, this one's from Joe P. on Facebook, and he just says, Tommy DeVito, buy, sell, or hold. Oh, man, that is – that's well, – It's a loaded question. Quick. Is Tommy the biggest lightning rod you can remember in, like, a, a team history? Because it's like, Tommy sucks, you know, he's this, he's that, he can't get the ball out. But it's like – I would also be terrible if I had no time. So I think the big thing with Tommy is, is like, I need to see it. My buy or my sell or hold all relies on the O-line. So I'm going to put this as, um, let's say the O-line progresses 10% to next year. Um, I guess that leaves me at holding because I I can't buy anymore. I can't sell anymore. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe actually I just talked myself into buying, but a few shares, a few shares. It's like, Joe, you know, Joe, I yours think, that you don't want. I think we picked the wrong guy to play this game with. <laughs> no, I don't think we did. I think the whole thing is, is that he has to understand. You only get hey, you. I fell for this before. You only get one hold. You only get one okay. hold. So that's Choose why your I, hold wisely. Okay. I recant my hold. I'm saying I buy. He said buy, but only a few shares. He's specifying the shares, which is a first. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's what's it as? It's the penny stocks right now, right? So I mean, I'm probably getting great value. Yeah. I was thinking more or so, less. You right just, now, yeah. Do you take the whole package, or you or you buy in 100, <laughs> percent or you don't buy in? Oh come on. <laughs> okay, so I'll do this. I'll put down 10,000 units on like five cent shares. That will okay. I will be the richest man in America after that. All right, Joe. Joe. Tommy DeVito. Buy, sell, or hold. I am going to buy. Really. And the only reason I'm going to buy more than more shares than Tyler only because I know that. I mean, what are we buying? 
Are we buying him well, as we're, a player? We're buying, or are we buying no, him okay. as our starting quarterback? Well, I don't know. Ask Joe P from Facebook. That's, that's the big thing. Ask Joe P from Facebook. Here's how I. Here's how what I. Joe right, well, T doesn't even know what him. he's asking. Can I phone a friend? Because <laughs> I have his phone number. No, you can't phone a friend. Call Tommy. Here's the thing. No. Here's no. how. Here, so, I'll, Joe P. I'll, I'll put it like this. Sophie. I'll put it like this. This is Joe's brother-in-law, basically. By the way, I'll put it like this. Um, basically, by the way, okay. Tommy DeVito. As the, are you going to buy into the Tommy DeVito for the next well, after this year two years, or no? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm right. buying in. Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that I don't see anybody behind him that's going to sniff his cleats, and that's no disrespect to anybody that's on the roster, but uh, I haven't seen anybody that's came in, and I don't see anybody that's coming in next year. Uh, so for the foreseeable future, uh, it's going to be Tommy time, whether people like it or not. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was um that's why I'm buying. That's why I was asking would we buying the I, I think we I think we I think I have to buy personally because I don't think he's gotten um copycat league. I well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Tommy DeVito. When he has when he has had the protection, he's made some mistakes and he's made a lot. That's also true. And and so but it's really hard last to year as well. Right, it's really hard to buy, but part my heart, my heart you guys is saying bye, bye. Have faith in this kid, and I want to have faith in him. No, Sean, I do. When you don't have but time he, for eighty percent of the time. I know. Well, that, and even that twenty percent when you do have time, you still don't think you have time. I know, and I get it. That's why I'm gonna hold. But like you said, Joe. Oh, you're I already hold. know all the questions oh. ahead of time. I already know all the questions ahead of time, so it's a little unfair. Oh. But I'm just gonna hold. Okay. But. I'm only doing that to go against the grain because you guys obviously both bought. So I'm just making it interesting. All right. I had Tyler Morona. Uh, Zach on Facebook, he says, Mo Neal is going to rush for a, for 1,000 yards. Well, I mean, and then, and then, <laughs> do, you, do you want the real answer or do you want the fake answer? No. <laughs> the real answer is that he's not. And I was – that this, again, this you is know, not a real I've question, many, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. So many times. <laughs> I – I have to go out on the side of the road. I have to pull out um, a weapon. I have to shoot a bird, and I have to eat the crow. I have to cook it. I have to do something. I have to be held to my word, and I am wrong. So if there, if now is the time to sell, I have to sell, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Mo. I love you, Mo, but that's that's that. It's not really Mo's fault. Swamp people once. Not, not really Mo's fault. But in all seriousness, here's the question from Zach. He was just joking. Uh the issues, and I reworded this a little bit to make it a buy, sell, or hold question. The issues with the football team can be attributed to bad coaching. Buy, sell, Joe. Hold. Joe, no, I'm sorry. Pass for now. <laughs> Joe. Keep it. <laughs> Joe, right. Joe, it's on you. Put We're going to come back to Tyler in a second. No, okay. it's coming either. Nice. All right. Oh, man. That's a real question, man. Yeah, it is. Um, that's going to of... be my hold there, sir. That's oh, going to be my really? hold. Call wow. the cop out all you want. Yep, that's going to be my hold because, again, I think it's a little bit of both. That's all. We talked about um, the little lull in just what happens when you get new coaches. He's in his fourth year there, so when he came in, there's a little bit of transition change, a little bit of turnover, so sometimes you get – 
certain things. So I, I think there's a little bit to do with talent, a little bit to do in, in depth as far as experience and age, and a little bit to do with coaching. And I think that Dino, he kind of did some things this week or this past week to to kind of prove that and try to change that. So I'm going to say just hold just because, uh, again, I'm going to stay with the faith, the faith, belief without evidence, like Dino said. I know this year hasn't gone how we expected, but just one year. All right. All right, Tyler, are you ready? Yeah, okay. So um, <laughs> first thing to think about, this is the longest Dino's ever been at one place at one time. I mean, you know, we're, we're, he's going into uncharted territories here. Being a four-year you know, head coach now, he's had two years with Eastern Illinois with the 1AA Heisman, Jimmy Garoppolo, lost them uh, Monday Night Football. I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not a mm. fan of them. Um, and then he went to Bowling Green, and he polished um, a literal turd. You know, and then, he did. and then he did the same thing with us. So it's like, I don't know exactly what the deal. I've never been in one of his meetings. I've never seen his game plan put up. I saw a couple of plays on the board that Coach Martin had drawn up. But I mean, they were just running the muck plays. There were nothing that I've never seen before. Um, so I think that Dino's kind of proven a point because I really do think that the team came in sophomoric, um, which is immature of confident um, for Sean. I know you were going to ask um, what that meant, so <laughs> I was just going to break that down for you. Um, Touche. Because they literally are sophomores, so um, outside of a few guys. So, I mean, I think that is the definition of it. So I don't really know if that's the coaching thing or not. I, I would say I would sell that. Um, kind of notion because Dino's proved that he doesn't suck by any matter. So it's just like maybe this is just like he's going through something for the first time. Uh, you know, I'm going to agree with Tyler. I'm going to sell on that too. And um, I don't really have a giant reason other than uh, the last thing you said with Dino. I love Dino Babers. I believe in Dino Babers. I'm not one of these headhunter, these coach headhunters. You know, I don't think all of the all of the you can't make the the kids play the game and. Tyler brought up Tyler brought up something to me during the game, and this could be a coaching thing or not. But when you give up on your route, Joe, you yeah. you know the the scramble drill. We've talked about it a no, bunch. Dude. Yeah, right. So oh, I, I lived. That was my. Thing. I mean, yeah. that is I'm, not <laughs> helping. That is not helping a young quarterback out. Okay, no. is it coachable? Yeah, stop. you can tell them to do it. You could do the scramble drill. Obviously, they're doing the scramble drill, Joe. Right. I mean, that's yeah. a basic thing. So yep. I think. Um, with that said, you can't place all the blame on the coaches. I'm going to sell that as well. No, I and I agree, and I'm going to just want to add something for where Tyler was kind of going there. Because um, I did see, like in the beginning, I saw you kind of going. I thought you were going the one way where Dino hasn't been someplace long enough to show that he can sustain the success. He's shown that he can polish a turd, but can he show, <laughs> but can he right. show that he can for actually sure. sustain that turd? And um, again, it's it's had it's yet to be seen, but again, I do believe in just the coaching, just the, the things that you saw, just again, nothing against Scott Schaefer. I love the guy. I honestly thought that he got fired a little bit too early, but when Dino Babers did come in, you did see the in-game coaching change. And I do believe that he, we've seen that he's got proof and, and I, I believe so. Okay. So, t- so Joe but gets to go twice. This is do you want to go twice, coaches. Tyler? Sorry. Well, this is this is by far the worst roster coach has ever had as a head coach, and there's no doubt about that. So I don't really know. Like, 
what sometimes I just wonder like okay, what direction's up, man. I can't even right. fathom what it's like to be in his shoes. Can't even imagine what it's like. It's not fair, so, really. Right so he now. probably saw this coming too, Tyler, because he, knew, oh, he once he saw the like, once he saw the piece sucks. Yeah, like he saw the what he did last year, and then saw who he lost, and he's like, oh boy, because he knew what the media was gonna bring. He knew what every expectations hey. were gonna be, and he like he tried to tell us throughout all the off season, throughout every. every interview he had he tried to tell us and no one wanted to listen did, so. <laughs> just to, just real quick as an aside did y'all happen to read um uh brent axe's piece at syracuse.com it was like the most snarky passive aggressive a-hole piece i think he's probably ever written and that's saying a lot did you see it? about what the babers giving fans the faith back yes yeah that's it enough said yeah, let's go. I don't. Yeah. I don't read Syracuse.com. I'm just well, going to be honest. I, I don't want it to cloud I, my judgment. I don't. Bl- I, don't I don't blame yeah. you. That's a good. That's a good move. Yeah, it's a good move. So I should probably get on that train. <laughs> it's just like you got to form your own opinion, man. Because if you're not, if you're not doing that, then it's so easy to you know just do like a. I like this guy. I hate this guy. I'm yada, just so yada, yada, cynical yada. of Syracuse.com now. It's almost like whatever I read, certain people that certain people write, I feel like I need to be against it because. It just is. It's so aggravating over there. No, dude, you got to do what I do. You just got to pick out the bits that you need and just yeah, just tunnel, well, tunnel vision through all the BS. I highly recommend like uh, Noon's Magician, Inside the Loud House, and just all of those sorts. I mean, those those are those branches off of that are good. Orange Fizz is a yeah. great recruiting site. And, I'm still on Tyler's um, road. Hey, look, look, yeah. read the stuff and formulate your own opinion. Yeah. Look, Chris Carlson's a friend. I mean, he is a dear friend, but I'm I'm going to be honest. Like, it's just, it doesn't help me at all to do that, and I'm not in the market either. So it's right. like I don't really know. Like, I don't read the Houston Chronicle either. Like, it's not interesting to me. Like national type stuff, like um, the Athletic or um, like you were saying, like by the common man for the common man, the barstool model. That's how I go about it. Like, I don't really like paid professionals shoving their narrative down my face because. Right. I mean, it's sensationalism. And look, I am guilty of that too. But I mean, <laughs> I just do it. I <laughs> I just do it for fun. Like my Maryland game meltdown, that was fun. Yeah, like great. you know. So it's like that's how I think about it. <clears throat> All right, last one. Um, the first shoe to drop in writing the Syracuse football ship had to be Brian Ward. Tyler, you're up. Ha, like had to be like that's the key like, word like, right like, had like to be. had to be the first the first the 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 first person on that uh, the first coach in in on that first team coach that fired had, that had yeah. to go was Brian Ward. I I agree that he he was probably the one that had to go. Like I don't think that um, like there was another co- like. Um, the receivers coach or, you know, you, you name any other, co- the DBs coach. Um, you know, it's like, I don't think they had to go. I think coach Ward had to go, but that's, that's that man. So, uh, that's a buy. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. T- Joe, where should I go? Go ahead, bud. No, you go. go I'm going to pass go. to you, bud. No, you can't pass it to me. I'm hosting the All show. Right. I give it back All to right. you. Well, I just didn't. Rem- I don't remember you specifying those rules at the beginning. But <laughs> no, okay. I mean, Let's, I just we'll wonder where this that. is all going to go. So go on. Look, I'm going to buy it too. Okay. Based upon 
what we talked about yeah. earlier this today is, and everything. This so is why I, I don't really want to take, go. Yeah, I know. I get it. So <laughs> mine as well. But right, like you said, um, I'm going on what we just talked about with the roster. I think that that's really why a lot of people would probably say an offensive coach, right? Offensive line coach or the quarterback coach or the, the offensive coordinator based upon their performance. But I really do think, like what Tyler said, Babers understands – the people that he, the, the players that he has in those positions, and he understands that it's not worth the coach's job because he, it's just it is what it is. Sometimes we talked about it in a couple of podcasts. Sometimes you just have those groups in certain years where they're just not there. And um, looking at the talent and what our defense did last year, I think that that's really where you can base that firing is that he did have the talent, he did have tools to to be able to, to do a little bit more. So uh, I'm going to buy as well. Yep, I'm buying. Um, Joe and I talked before the show, and basically, with all he's got, he should be doing a whole lot more. And I just feel like, you know, we had like we meant I mentioned earlier in the show about there was questions too about last year, and we were winning, and like Joe said, that's because we were scoring forty something points, but we were letting a lot through, and I think it was a start. But Tyler, so I'm gonna buy, and that's the that's the end of that. But Tyler, what do you think about yo? more I mean we we talked about this after this first happened and and in you know where do you stop do you do you stop there and see what happens do you do you maybe clean up offensive line end do you clean up anything on the offense do you just let that try to uh, work itself out after this I mean you obviously don't want too much at once it looks bad it's gonna be a media frenzy it looks bad for recruits I mean what do you think um, I don't really think that this is Coach Kavanaugh's fault. I met him when I was back there. I actually sat in on a um, on an evaluation of a player, an offensive lineman that they were looking at. Um, it was very fun. Um, and it was – he said everything that I would want to hear from an offensive line coach. I just think he's still a shit hand, like in all honesty. And I – you know, he looks a 1,000 years old from pictures, but he's really not that old. Like, and I don't know – if that has something to do with it from like a 10,000 foot view. Um, but he's a really good guy. Um, and that doesn't mean everything, but I think he knows what he's right. doing. Like he's looking right. for the guys that, you know, in all the things that I was afraid of with that recruit, he voiced them as well. So it's like, okay, he obviously has an idea. He was with Oregon state for a long time, got a bunch, of guys out of Southern California that I thought were far superior to anybody I faced at Syracuse. So that means that he knows what he's looking for. Maybe he just like hasn't gotten there yet. And that's kind of the big thing. I mean, um, again, it kind of comes down to the players. I mean, look at the players on the offensive line. I mean, you had one that quit. I mean, it just goes to show. Right. Straight up. Right. Yeah. Right. So just, transfer that quit because he's just looking to get better and get and just race his NFL draft prospect. Right. And right. then then you have when Sam Heckle goes down. Now we have three up right now. We have three offensive linemen that are one year away from legit actually starting in D1. ACC football right. and they're forced right. to start. We have Aaron Cervais and then Evan Adams, who's a senior that can actually do what they're supposed to do out there. And that's like what Tyler said. That's the hand that was dealt this year. What for do you think? Of, for worse. I mean, I knew they moved so, service. Sir, go ahead, Tyler. No, I was just gonna say, I don't think that this is the time um, because there's still a quarter of the season left and you know, it's fourth quarter time, you know, who knows, put your fours up in the air. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I have a good idea of what's going to happen, 
But um, <laughs> you don't know for sure. Like, let's say Coach Tenard just comes out cooking, you know, and he's calling these blitzes, these zone blitzes, and they're getting home every time, and they're, you know, sacking the quarterback again. Alton Robinson's getting free. Cisco's picking people off. Like, the things that we did last year that just did not happen this year because right. I don't think that they were put in a place to succeed. Right. So, um, feels that no. way a little bit. But, yeah. But I don't numbers, know wise, have... numbers wise, we're still there. We can technically still get a bowl game. Absolutely. Yeah, it's mathematically possible still. And they, you hear about the, you know, well, five wins can get you a bowl game, but let's be honest. Let's not even, you know, go there, I don't think. I don't think anybody's going to want us to play in their bowl game at yeah, five and I seven. Mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Well, that, you imagine? That, only, that only happens when they just don't have enough teams to fill the bowls. <laughs> but, so, come on. And I feel like everybody is. this year, I feel like everybody this year is going six and six, like besides yeah. us. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like. So it might not even be a just, spot, right? Yeah. What was that? It won't even be a spot then. You're saying it's going to be a lot of, if there's a lot of six and six teams. That's uh, what I think. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's going toward that too. And again, like Tyler said, you never know. Who knows if the like, standard comes in and the defense, they start popping off. Special teams start, they start hitting their field goals the way that they did last year. And, uh, you know, those type of things start going our way, then. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it's not like the teams that we're playing, they aren't world beaters. It's not teams. Clearly. It's not. Most of them haven't been. And the ones ahead of us aren't. So I know Wake Forest is going to be tough. But, yeah, I mean, you you go on a two game stretch and then have Wake Forest in the dome the last game of the season. Imagine the dome then, you know, I mean, in the next two weeks should be a lot different. So that's true. I still say they draw a good crowd. You know me. I'm optimistic, bro. Glass half full. Well, you have to be right. I mean. What, if, what yeah. fun is it if, if you're just freaking negative all the time? Well, plus I'm going to the game but this let's, week. There's a, there's so a fine line. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a fine line be, be t- between being be, between being negative, positive, and being realistic. No, oh, I know. And realism is tough, man. Realism is tough. Reality is brutal. But you know, just make the best of what we got left. That's all I ask. I just want to see the effort. It was pointed out to yeah, me. Yeah, effort, effort's great, man. Yeah. I love effort. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you get an E. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something. Show me something. Show me you're still fighting. That's all. Yeah. That's all I asked. Coach Baber so. should have just like tanked a game last year and just been like, look, man, we still got a lot of work to do. Like, we should have gotten to West Virginia and just like played <laughs> just a complete game. the bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like. All right, guys. Like this is really where we're at. You know, it's like it looked good, but this is where we're at. But, but it's crazy. Well, what you said that happens. Like it, it really is a thing. Like what he said. Like just having that taste of success and being young and thinking that you're untouchable and coming in just overconfident and immature. Like you said, that it, it it's crazy that it happens like that because so many fans just think it's going to be oh, ten and three. Well, we're gonna reload and do the same damn thing. Like, well, it's embarrassing no. if you go back to our preseason predictions, Joe. I think I was like, God, horrified. You know, I was credited on Bleacher Report saying we were gonna win ten games. Were you? I tweeted it. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, I think I was. Yeah. Nine, I remember saying I was something nine, like, "At worst, nine we're gonna go seven but... and five. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the sky was falling. I would have had an aneurysm if I if somebody told me before the season if we were going seven and five, I would have had a straight heart attack. And now here we are. We literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it is what it is, man. There's always next year, guys. It does. It does. Uh, oh yeah, there is. And by the way, 
I Syracuse basketball. This is just putting me on another whole plane. By the way, I to complain about the fact that we ha- like coach coach Beheim saying why like we, I'm upset that we had to play Virginia the first game of the season as if he didn't know that this was happening for like months in advance. Like how would do you not know? Like how was this upsetting to you? You knew this. You knew this was going to happen. It's fair, the but fact that's that classic. We can't Beheim. run a pick and roll. Like a pick and a roll where like a big guy screens a little guy and then we throw it up in the air and then the big guy throws it down for a dunk. No, you don't have big guys that can do that. Every play in the NBA. Yeah, that's been an issue for at least three years. We don't have big guys that can do that, man. Yeah. I know. So it's tough. All I know is I'm becoming a Washington Huskies fan. Oh, that was a great game. Honestly, to me, that that is painful. That's the most painful thing. It is. I I agree with Tyler. I'm with Tyler. I'm with Tyler. It's it's terrible. It's like it obviously was not meant to be, and I, I wish him the best, but I'm just like, Isaiah Stewart is a freaking animal. This kid yeah. is amazing. You see that Baylor game? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It they was got amazing. Three, three starters. Two of them are from Rochester, New York, and the other one is a five star from Philadelphia. That is that didn't even have Washington in his top three. It he makes had me want to Houston, Kentucky, picked Kentucky and transferred and went to Washington. I wonder why. <laughs> Hopkins. It makes me want to jump Tough. off of a cliff. Bro, do you think that it's time to go like? Oh Joe boy, Paterno. are we playing? Are we playing by seller hold? <laughs> Where like he's like Coach Beheim's the figurehead, like the queen of England. Like she really does nothing. She just kind of sits there, and then we kind of like you know hire a guy that comes in as an offensive specialist. You know, it's that's kind of the way we go. Like Coach Beheim doesn't take a pay cut. He just sits there, picks the nose, throws the jacket <laughs> off if something happens. But the other guy really coaches the team. I'm for that. I think that works, especially at a place like Syracuse. I think that works a hundred percent. That's a very that's valid, a, valid point. That's yeah, a, a great, that's, or not necessarily a valid point, but a great idea. Yeah. I I want to go to Coach Hopkins and just be like, "What is your price?" Like, I don't care what it is. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the, the check oh, is blank. Do you want to fill it in? Let's. If we started a GoFundMe page to get Mike Hopkins to Syracuse, I'll bet you it would get flooded. I bet it would. And problem is, we wouldn't get him. I don't dude, think five years ago, five years ago. If you said, hey, Mike Hopkins is going to be the Washington Huskies head coach, and in five years, you'd rather have Washington's roster than your own? <laughs> be, nah. Humble pie. Yo. No. Wow. Humble pie. Yeah. And it is automatic in his recruiting. It is unbelievable. See how, he put, see how he put Otto in there? Look at that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. My cat's name is Otto. So. My cat's name is Otto Tyler. Okay. Oh, nice. Sorry, one-upper. Tyler's a cat guy. I am. No, me too. He's a t- yeah, I know. I, mean, what, <laughs> I am. I don't need all that. I don't need all that dog energy when I get home. I know. It's right? too much. It really is. Joe. But, <laughs> but, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean, Joe? That dog energy is out of control, bro. Joe hates my bro. Oh, man. We're getting so far off the beaten path right now. Yeah, but, that's crazy. <laughs> it's fine. Forget this is what it. people want. Forget it. <clears throat> well, I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, yeah, Joe's no. not a fan of dogs. <laughs> But anyway, all well, right. Yeah. Um, my phone's gonna die, so yes, I think Tyler, I have to jet out Tyler, of here. Well, we love you, dude. Thank you for We're stopping by. Too, guys. It was awesome seeing you at the game. Um, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't come, bro. Yeah, well, you're making Understood. the next one. You're making the next one. Um, yeah, absolutely. So 
Tyler, thanks. Thanks for coming on. That's all I got. I, I wish I had more. <laughs> Love you guys. I'll see you later. All right, buddy. Later. <laughs> Peace. Bye. How about that? okay look hold on i think you should use it but we can't (laughs) it's fine uh every time at at, at tyler marona on twitter uh it's always great having him on things get a little um i don't know i don't know we kind of call it we kind of go it's free. It's a little freestyle, yeah. and I apologize yeah. if it got a little too freestyle. Hey man, it's not usually... that's a natural. That's a natural connection. So yeah. we always like having we always like having Tyler on. Whenever, yeah, whenever we can have him on. Obviously, look at yeah. he came on and he was sick. I don't want to say his deathbed. By but the way, he was, <laughs> he way. was hitting mute. A he lot, was hitting so. mute to blow his nose yeah. quite a bit, and right, we want to so. thank him for a, that. He was a trooper. He was a trooper. He was. His phone was dying, so he says. But I want to thank Tyler Marona oh, for coming on. on. Um, that was uh, a blast, as always. And um, I hope you all enjoyed it. I want to thank Manscaped.com. I want to thank Blue Chew. I want to thank all of you for listening. Um, James on Guitar. James on Guitar. Armchair Media. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for Joe. Go get it. I'm, I'm Sean. Duke. We're out. Let's get it. Let's get it. Go Cues. Light up. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. 